This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Wednesday morning. A lot of football we've already talked about with the NFL. Now let's jump to some college football as bowl season is well underway here. Pam Maldonado of Yahoo Sports on the College Football Bowls joins us right now on the Roman Guest Line. Pam, welcome back to the show. Before we um, dive into the games to come, I'm sure we'll talk about the semifinals next week. What's been your takeaway so far? Is there any trends, anything you've noticed? Like, what has been the biggest thing on the Bulls so far? We've had since, what, I guess last Friday we started all the way through now. What's your biggest thought on the Bulls so far? As somebody who likes to bet unders, the trend has been to bet the overs. <laughs> so I've kind mm-hmm. of struggled on some of those under bets a little bit. Um, but other than that, you really have to keep keen attention to the players that are opting out because they're opting out the day of and so in, if you're unless you're on twitter unless you're looking at some of those beat writers for the teams or following um i use rotowire to get my news so unless you're following those like for exact detail you're gonna miss some of these and you won't notice until game time fortunately for me i am refreshing every hour to see if any updates have been made wow day of so we, we've talked to some college football betters. They got down the day that they were announced as soon as these were being posted because they figured the line is going to move in one direction. I want to get the best of the number. And I, I think you were saying, hey, why not get all the information and then make your decision? But I didn't realize that it was happening day of. So are you seeing some drastic line movement just hours before the game? No, and that's kind of crazy. So yesterday for the UTSA matchup against San Diego State, we already knew that running back Sincere McCormick was going to be out. What we didn't know was that the leading um, – there was another player. I already went blank on who it was, but there was uh, the wide receiver. I'm sorry. He was a wide receiver too who ended up opting out for the game as well because he'll be declaring for the draft. That was new information that was just given yesterday, and there was still zero line movement, and I think – some adjustments like that, like how much does a wide receiver two really make a difference? But I think you can tell that, okay, you're missing two players who account for a third of the total uh, scores for your team. It's going to make a difference eventually. Maybe you'll be competitive in the first half, but eventually some of those players that are out are going to make a difference later in the game. And you saw it with the San Diego State when you comfortably there towards the end. Um, some, I think more so important, you have to pay attention to that. Are these players out? Great. But then how much scoring opportunities do they account for because more often than not that's going to make a big key difference pam one thing joe and i keep talking about with the nfl games this week last week is you kind of have to wait because obviously we're dealing with uh, another round of covid everywhere in the country and players could test positive and who knows so as we look forward to the playoff games next friday night are you waiting do would your advice be to wait i mean 
typically, you know, the number, there's probably not going to be a significant injury in practice. There could be, but usually not. Um, usually I think betting now before we get to next Friday, not that big of a deal. W- would you wait because of the uncertainty in you know, a week and a half from now? There's two ways that you can approach betting early. One, if you are absolutely certain that you like this play, you know, I like Michigan. I like them. I can cover. I'm I don't want this line to change. What you could do is maybe bet a half unit now and then bet the other half closer to game time in case there's an injury, in case there's COVID, in case anything else arises, a player will opt out, coach it, whatever it is. You can do a half now, half later. I don't like to bet early. I am a game day type of better. I don't necessarily need to get the best line because I know there's 10 other games that I can bet on, choose from, especially when it comes. I mean, we're December 22nd. So, COVID is running rampant right now. People are going to be there with the families during the holidays. A lot can change in 10 days. I don't like to put money on early on and have it locked up for something that's happening today. There's a bowl game today. There's a bowl game tomorrow. And then we have a couple bowl games from now until then. So I would rather just wait until game day. If the line changes against me, hey, you know what? I also have the discipline to say, I don't need to bet it. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily have that same discipline, but you can also look for in-game opportunities. And maybe you had eight and a half pregame. Well, now come pre now right before kickoff, the line went down to seven. Look for the live line. You could potentially get that number that you wanted a week ago in game because a slow drive, because a punt, because a field goal. So there's many opportunities. You don't have to feel the pressure to bet now. Okay, good. So let's look at the near future. We have more information on these games. Uh, Tonight, we've got the Armed Forces Bowl between Missouri and Army. And tomorrow on the 23rd, got North Texas, Miami, Ohio, and UCF Florida facing off. Uh, Those three games, anything you like? I did like Army. Um, I do like Army. Army was the only game that I bet a week ago. This was when the line was three and a half. I grabbed it at four um, and I was thinking, oh, maybe after the Navy loss, it was actually going to go towards my favor. It did not. Now the line is sitting at six and a half, but it's because if you look at Missouri, they have a couple of key players that are out. Their starting quarterback, he won't be playing in this game. Instead, they're starting third string quarterback in Brady Cook. He only has 24 passing attempts on the season and over 100 passing, just over 100 passing yards. Could he be a huge improvement? Potentially, but Missouri is still a run only offense as of now. So that's a complete guessing game as to what type of offense they're going to run. This is his first career start. So it's going to really change. It could change the dynamic. More importantly, I'm looking at Army offense. They're second in rushing yards, and you're going up against a Missouri defense that is a bottom 10 in defending the run. They held, um, they allowed 200, over 200 yards to, I'm talking about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Backtrack. Army, their defense is really good against the run. And if Missouri does need to run the ball, they held Wisconsin Army to under 200 yards and 20 points. They held Air Force to 14 points. They held the Liberty to 79 yards. And we know how good Liberty of a ground game they have. And 
uh, Missouri, they lost 62 to 24 to Tennessee. Now, I know that there's a big discrepancy between a group of five, power five. That can be a dynamic that comes into play here. But I just look for strength versus weakness. Army, run. <laughs> Missouri cannot defend the run. So that's where I'm leaning. Uh, that's where I'm uh, laying my money with tonight, Army. Would, would, you would still recommend it to people that have not placed a bet, didn't get the best of the number like you did at six and a half, right? I would, and okay. it's just, it's really hard to see a team that is allowing, I mean, they gave up 450 rushing yards to Tennessee. They lost 34 to 17 to Arkansas. I don't, it's really dumbfounded to see how an Army team who lost against Navy, and now they're looking for to end their season strong, really good. How do you defend the triple option when you're already a bottom 10 team against the run? It's really hard to see that happening. And they're not just without a quarterback, but they also have their leading rusher in Tyler Beatty. He's also out for this game. He accounts for 1,600 of the 21 total, 21 total rushing yards for the team. So now you have a brand-new quarterback and a running back who's not going to be in this game. That is a lot of yardage, and that is a lot of scores. He accounts for 14 of the 21 total ground scores. Where are the points going to be coming from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot to overcome. Pam Maldonado joining us from Yahoo Sports talking about college bowl season. Pam, I'm interested in a game coming up on Saturday. It is the, uh, it should be next week, the Birmingham Bowl, Houston-Auburn. And I just, this one caught my eye because it just feels to me like the wrong team might be favored. I'm curious your thought. Auburn is a two-point favorite in this game. Houston ranked 21st in the country. Houston has had a good year. Bo Nix obviously now out at Auburn. They have a different quarterback they did the start of the year. What's your thought on this game? I, I like Houston getting two points. It feels like, and I understand it's SEC against a non-SEC team. And, you know, mediocre in the SEC, you're probably better in different conference. But I just, I think this is an interesting matchup. Your thoughts on Houston-Auburn? You don't have a quarterback in Bo Nix, and that's a huge difference. How It's really um, difficult to be making predictions on how a team is going to perform without its key offensive player. And I'm not the biggest Bo Nix fan, but he's not going to be in this game. That's going to change the dynamic of a game entirely. I don't know what type of offense they're going to be running. And they do both of these defenses are really good. <laughs> Houston, they we saw how well they contended against Cincinnati. They are one of the stronger defense. They have a top 20 pass rush. They have one a really great run defense. Auburn, if they can't pass the game because they don't have Bo Nix, they're going to be turning to run the ball. I would lean more so to the under than trying to pick a side. And if I did have to pick a side, I would say Houston simply because if you don't have your key offensive quarterback, how in how much time do you have to prepare for this type of game? Group of five, power five, that's always going to be the dynamic. Um, I would say SEC more so always trumps, but my strongest lean for this game would definitely be the under. Uh, this is BetQL Daily Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. Our guest is Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports, Stack of Stats podcast as well. Does terrific work going through college football uh, bowl season here. And, and Pam, I don't want to force opinions that you, you kind of feel so-so about Give us some games that you haven't talked about yet that uh, you feel strong about. You've already put out there. Um, you've looked ahead and you're like, you know what? I, I like this at this specific number. Things are going to get hectic in the next week. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk. I don't necessarily ever really make bets early in the NFL, but there is one bet that I placed just um, minutes before this, and that was taking the under on 44 with Seattle and the Bears. Tell me this is not going to be. Like, <laughs> tell me this is not going to be like a ten-three so game. It just yep. seems like the Bears, they're just absolutely immune in the red zone. Justin Fields, he is finding his way to dink and dunk to rush downfield. But once they get there, they completely just like vomit all over themselves and they have no <laughs> idea how to score. So you're talking about a Bears offense that is 
bottom, I mean, they're, they're, they're set 32nd in total offense. They can't get Tremendous. anything going for them. Ellen Robinson's still not in the lineup. I mean, he won't be in the lineup. You just have two immune offenses to scoring with good, really, defenses. Seahawks, they really stepped up their game here over the last few. Um, with that defense, they were really susceptible. You can't look at the stats for Seattle because the numbers don't necessarily uh, are indicative of how they're performing on field. And Seattle is doing well. This, this defense has improved over the last few games with Russell Wilson back in the lineup. They lost just 20-10 to 10 to the Rams, and that's a high-potent offense, and they know that is a division game. But they are doing well. They've held opponents to 17 points or less in the last few. They held... Uh, they lost even to Arizona. That is a really good offense. They held them to 23 points. And now you're going up against a Bears offense that can't produce points. So I see nothing but the under on 44 Seattle Bears. I'm surprised it's, it seems just way too high. Yeah. Pam, you mentioned uh, you, you generally like the unders in college football. You just threw out an under in the NFL for us. As, have you noticed this is becoming more of a thing? Joe and I are going to talk about it later in the show. We just feel like football, but certainly the NFL, is becoming an under league more do you have any theories on on why like why are you other than the numbers are telling you like what what do you think's going on here that we're getting so many unders that that's the smart way to bet is any theories on what's happening because for years it was like offense 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 all going up points are going up but it feels like we've come back a little bit um the huge contributor factor to that is what kind of quarterbacks do we have in the league right now are any of them how many Patrick Mahomeses do we have? Just one. How many Tom Brady's mm -hmm. do we have? And we saw that he can get shut out himself. So it's just we have a lack of high-potent passing offenses right now. We have more quarterbacks like Justin Fields who are starting to run the ball a little more. We even see it in Josh Allen. We know how great of a passing, uh, how great of a pass that he has, but we're seeing him rush a lot more than maybe he was in earlier in the season things have just slowed down because of injuries because of now covid and now because of the game schemes um these defenses are stepping up and we're having quarterbacks who let's be honest they're not great <laughs> we have ben roethlisberger's who are trying we have now seen back-to-back -back games where we saw both ben roethlisberger and tom brady run <laughs> and we don't see that often so it's just a different type of game scheme and in there's a lot of value in the unders, but you have to be selective and really make sure that um, defenses are really stepping up and it is against against offenses that just really cannot produce. Also look at stats because that's where you can come into play. Teams, they may be able to get downfield, but how are they performing in the red zone? That's what matters most. Ben Roethlisberger, mm -hmm. we know that they can we can they can definitely get downfield quick, but are they able to put up seven points instead of field goals? More often than not, the answer is no. So that's what the areas that I'm looking at. Yeah, I think we're realizing some of the quarterbacks that were at the end, like Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees, even though they weren't prime Rivers Brees, mm -hmm. they weren't that bad compared to what we're seeing in the <laughs> league right now. We're starting to miss them, right? Yeah, We're really right. starting to miss some of these players. And we're going to be... Rookies. Yeah, And it's not going to get any better. I don't know if the draft class for 2021, uh, for the next year's draft class for 2022 is going to help mm -mm. the situation any better. Um, and then now I, I don't have hopes for offenses. We may see some defenses. And there's a reason also why you're seeing some running backs get a lot of more play. We're seeing Delvin Cook. We're seeing um, Antonio Gibson. We're seeing all of these running backs shine a little bit more compared to maybe last year. Remember when they were saying that running backs are a bit overrated? Well, this year they haven't been, and it's because right. the quarterback play is subpar. Um, I, I did have another college question for you. Yeah. And if you're one of me, of a, a number of people that I really respect when I hear that you like something. And I've been hearing from many, 
oh, Notre Dame's to play on New Year's Day. You got to play Notre Dame against Oklahoma State. What, what's, what's your thought about a week out? I haven't uh, looked at that game in, um, in detail. However, I feel the exact same way. I yeah. love, I'm not a big Notre Dame fan, and I loved Notre Dame this year. I was so certain that they were going to be defeating Cincinnati. They were going to be the one team that gives Cincinnati the loss. But it was because of um, quarterback injuries that really prevented them from that. It really hijacked that game from them. And if it wasn't for that one game, we would be seeing Notre Dame in the playoff than what we have now. I think they are definitely the better, stronger. They're up front. They have the better pass rush. They have a better defense and they can score. And I don't have the same type of trust in Oklahoma State's quarterback right now. We saw what he can do in in that last game um, against Baylor. Uh, If you take out one key part of their offense, which is the run game, now you're going to have to force him to throw. Well, he doesn't throw very well. (laughs) No, he doesn't. And what does Notre Dame do? They are fantastic at forcing interceptions. I see I see only Notre Dame in this spot. Great stuff. Pam, we always appreciate hopping on. Have a Merry Christmas. We will talk soon. Pam Maldonado on the Roma Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for you all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoma.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoma.com slash BeckQL. Where is the value? NFL Futures Awards Coach of the Year. Possibly a long shot to jump on. That's next on Beck UL Daily.